And here we are, episode 17 of the Dishes and Dimes podcast. I'm your host, Christian Oblena, and today we're using new mics. Um, first time using these mics uh, provided by my producer, Patrick Lee, so thank you. Big shout outs. Um, I have a guest who has been on the podcast before. Um, he runs his own Twitch channel. Um, he's the best point guard I've ever seen on 2K. Um, it's Kevin Alve. What's up, man? <laughs> Hey, what's up, man? I'm glad to be back uh, on your podcast. Uh, like the new setup, I like the new mics. Definitely evolving this podcast, so I'm yeah, glad. Man. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it. Yeah, nothing man, thanks. but the best for this one. So <laughs> I'm glad to be back and new topics, new yeah, season. I know, I know, new season. I haven't done a podcast this whole season, so I feel really bad about that. Um, but it's a new year. Um, I guess new podcast, 2020, new decade. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you can join us. Today, we are going through mid-season awards. Um, I know that's not a real thing in the league, but um, us basketball heads like to talk about it in the middle of the season. Things are heating up. Um, All-Star voting has started. Um, we're a couple games left into the midway point, so around the, f- the 41st game, almost there. Um a lot of playoff implications are starting to shake up um, with the all-star break coming soon and the trade the trade deadline coming soon as well. A lot of um, new rumors and everything like that. Um, so let's just get right into it. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to go through um, our midseason awards. So, you know, the typical MVP, DPOI, Rookie of the Year, all that stuff. And then also go through our first team, second team, and third team, all NBAs. I kind of skipped out on the all defensive teams because... Well, one, it's kind of hard to figure that out right now. And two, this podcast would just go on for forever. And I skipped on on the the all-rookie teams, too, because to be honest, this rookie class has been... One-sided. A little, yeah, one-sided, a little disappointing, but also kind of surprising. A lot of um, guys that we're seeing that we had no idea they would pop off, and they're guys that we thought would do really well just uh, right out the gate, but have kind of struggled. We got um, one rookie that's sidelined. Yeah, and that's the most important rookie of this year, and he's not playing, Zion Williamson. Um, but they did say he has a timetable to return. I think uh, this month, he yeah, said. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's super exciting. I just hope that he's in shape because there are a lot of videos where I'm seeing like he, it, it might have looked like he gained weight. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure, but I'm hoping for the best because I would not want him to be a bust. I know the Pelicans said that uh, they were trying to change the way he moves around the court. Uh-huh. Um, his landings <clears throat> from college and um, and summer league look like early Derrick Rose. Right. So I'm hoping everything, um, ho- hoping nothing but the best for him. Yeah. So he can have a, a long career. Mm-hmm. And hopefully impact the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot of um, pressure on his shoulders to be great coming in. Um, a lot of pressure to um, kind of carry this New Orleans team without Anthony Davis anymore, with mm-hmm. uh, more young pieces on that team with Drew Holiday and stuff like that. So we'll see. But um, yeah, let's go through our awards. Um, Let's start with MVP first because I feel like it's the most kind of decorative. It's, it's it's the yeah it's the most decorative, but also it out of all these awards, I think it's the easiest 
Um, maybe not easiest, but I think um, it's a pretty simple answer. And I I went with Giannis. Um, the dude's going ballistic. I mean, he he's topping his season that he had last year. Um, he's averaging 30, 13 boards, almost six assists. He's shooting 55% from the field. And his three-point is the biggest thing that he's added this year. Um, 32%, which is not great, but for what his skill set is, like that's still pretty dangerous. Um, his free throws are kind of down. Um, his career is shooting 73, but this year he's shooting 61, which is not that great mm-hmm. because with his skills, he's going to get to the line all the time. Um, but I mean, he's, we thought there would be like kind of plateau for him, but it just seems like he's, he's and, crushing it. And he's super, he, he's super young. Yeah. Like you look at his age and he's, um, 25. That's scary. He just, he just turned 25 last month. So, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't expect this Bucks team to be, um, this good this year. Um, with the loss of um, Brogdon and um, other players as well, because um, Brogdon was a huge part 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 of like that team, right? Mm-hmm. And he's um, going, he's doing really well on, on the Pacers too. Mm-hmm. Injuries kind of riddled him in the past month, but mm-hmm. it was a big loss. He was a he was a he was a playmaker for the team. He was also a crafty scorer around the basket. Yeah. So. Um, and he was was one of the guys that kind of like took the load off of him last year too. Um, his season this year is really reminding me of Steph Curry's 2016 year, where he just kind of like we thought we seen like the best of him, but he just like bumped up a level. And again, he's still 25. He just turned 25. Like if he ends up um, just improve, like this steady improvement. Like he's one of the guys that showed that like steady improvement each year. Um, he's worked with Kobe in the off season and he just has like that killer attitude like that. Um, not a lot of guys have anymore. Um, every year he just gets better and he always, he always shows it. Um, I remember when he got knocked out in the playoffs, um, he said he was going to work on his three point game and mm-hmm. I look at his percentage. It's, <clears throat> it's, it's above, it's average in the league, I think around 30, 35% especially with uh, his skill set that he can do anything around the basket. Mm-hmm. Um his length, um how he got, tall he is. Yeah, he got buff. He, he got, got buff. he got bigger. You remember his like rookie year, he's like such a twig. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I mean his points per game has um gone up every year. Uh he started out 7, then he went to 13, 17, 23, 27, 28 last year and now 30. Um what was his uh? What what's his height? What's the his uh? His listed height is six eleven, but he just looks like a seven. Like he, I mean, um, the NBA did do that. You know, the the more mm-hmm. exact um height. So maybe he is a little less than six eleven. But on the court, he just looks like a a seven footer. He looks like he just takes the whole paint mm-hmm. without it, with his. He whole, can get to the point in in like one step. Yeah. Like he, from the three point line, he takes a one step. He's in the paint, and um, it's crazy the the season he's having. Um, I think not a lot of people, or I don't know. Um, it just seems like he's not getting the recognition 
that he deserves in terms of his his kind of rise. Um, I know all the basketball geeks like love him, but in terms of like um, mainstream media mm-hmm. in the NBA, I feel like his name is still said like after guys like LeBron and like Luca. Do you think it's because of the small market, yeah. big market I mean, team? I, I, I mean, that's that's how it usually I is. I mean, he's leading the team to their first in the East. They have the best record in the, in the NBA. Um, all while losing players, um, they destroyed the Clippers that one game. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and they just seem like they're on the path to the finals. Um, and he doesn't really have uh, another bona fide superstar around him mm-hmm. like you said in the beginning of his uh well M- Malcolm Brown wasn't wasn't a bona fide superstar but yeah all of his career <clears throat> he didn't really have one and then he just he just he's just carrying their load um I don't know if I said this before in your last podcast um or the last time I was in your podcast is mm-hmm. I I really doubted his skills going in NBA because you know shooting shooting is super important I feel like in this age of basketball right so, um, just seeing him carry the load and every year just getting better, putting the Milwaukee uh, Bucks in a position to win series or go to the playoffs. Um, I just feel like, like you said, he should get more of the recognition if he was on a, a big market team. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy. The Giannis is my MVP and I think... Um, others would say maybe Harden or like LeBron or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Luca for his rise, his like tremendous rise. But um, I just think his his performances are leading to wins, and I think that's. I mean, now MVP. That's how you're kind of judged now. So that's the most important. Mm-hmm. So moving on, um, my defensive player of the year was Anthony Davis. I think it's a no brainer. Um, I mean, other guys probably come close to like like Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's like um, one of the best shot yeah, blockers. In one the of the guys there, and he's just like his advanced stats are pretty insane um, when he's on the floor and when he's not. Um, but Anthony Davis, um, when he's healthy and he's on the floor, he's the top. He's in the top three, top four guys mm-hmm. in the league, um, and his defensive stats are pretty insane. Um, let me pull these up. He is. He's only averaging, um, always averaging nine boards. I feel like he get that up more. He's averaging two and a half blocks, one and a half steals. Um, and just when he's on the floor, I think the Lakers are just way better on defense. Yeah, it's just like uh, just like uh, Giannis, his presence on the defensive end, the length. Uh, he, can, he can definitely change shots mm-hmm. uh, in the perimeter too with his closeout length. And of course, he's always been a perennial block, uh, block shotter in the league, so... Um, there's no, it's a no brainer that, um, he's the top one of the top, uh, person to win defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. And Uh, the performance he just, um, has almost every night. Like he's, um, he's amazing and he's probably one of the best pair. I mean, we have yet to see, um, but he might go down as the best pairing with LeBron James. Yeah. I feel like LeBron is, um, he feels the most comfortable close uh next to Wade. Well, you can't you can't put LeBron. Yeah. It's always going to be LeBron and D Wade. Yeah, I mean I but, just I just think like I mean they did they did win those back-to-back champions and they had that those great um four years. Um I just think in terms of like skill set mm-hmm. 
that and kind he's of, young too. Yeah, that kind of contrast LeBron. Um because LeBron he's never had a great big man. Yeah. I mean, I was, ba- I was just yeah, about to say uh, Bosch was his closest one. And then after that, it was like love. But love when love when him and love were on the same team, um he love just kind of turned into like he was one sided. He he just kind of turned into a, a a spot up guy. Yeah. Like um there there was a those ridiculous like um outlet yeah outlet passes but other than that he was just kind of just a catch and shoot guy it's like it it, ad's presence on the defensive end relieves lebron's um Mm -hmm. gives lebron more um what's the word energy energy in the offensive end yeah yeah like yeah he could lebron has been taking like you know defensive possessions Mm -hmm. off for a good number of years now but um now with Anthony Davis, like he could do that a lot more. I mean, um, as much as I hate to say it, they are number one in the West. Mm-hmm. They got, they got the chemistry going between them. <laughs> yeah, starts with them. They're scary. Um, and AD, <clears throat> AD is leading the pack on the defensive end, and mm-hmm. then LeBron's leading the pack on the offensive end. Right. And then it just revolves around there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's our defensive player of the year. Um. Moving on to rookie of the year. I mean, it's pretty easy. I I had John Morant. I had yeah. I, I had mean, John Morant easily. The how he is on the court um, reminds me a lot of like a young. I mean, he he was always compared to Westbrook, mm-hmm. but um, I think he's more like Derrick Rose. Um, just he's actually kind of shifty. We yeah, like we crafty. thought we thought like he he's always gonna be the fastest guy on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, he is crafty and he's a lot smarter um, than I thought. I thought he would just be one of those guys who just kind of goes like goes in just kind of bulldozes his way but um like russell westbrook he he kind of has his spots he's getting um he's actually shooting almost 40 percent from three which is That's really surprising really... yeah he's shooting 39 which is actually i didn't know that till i just looked it up but um um his full goal percentage is 49 percent i feel like he's taking a lot of shots but um and they're winning. What they're ninth and they're ninth yeah. in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like right there in the. There are like five teams in the West that could easily get that eighth spot. Same old gritty Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's just a new like age of uh, grit and grind, which is pretty amazing. Um, along with Jaron Jackson and now like rising Brandon Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Tyler Harrow yeah. the, in the East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, there there's those other guys like uh, those two guys on, on the Heat, Kendrick Nunn mm-hmm. and Tyler Harrow, um, who I think if they're on different teams, I think the Rookie of the Year um, race would be a lot harder because Nunn and Harrow kind of have to like share that um, kind of minutes, I guess. Um, even though, Butler. yeah. And Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. demands the ball. Mm-hmm. Every not every possession, but it, it had to be rev- things. Knowing that he was going to go to the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. he was going to be revolved around that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like you said, it overshadows uh, Tyler Harrow's performance. The way he he mm-hmm. he can shoot, he's had the, great performances yeah. too. Like and that he, that that pull of three in the fourth. In the he's clutch too. Four, yeah, he's yeah, clutch. He's clutch. And he's yeah. been clutch since high school, especially for a rookie to, ha- to have that much confidence coming mm-hmm. into. A team with Jimmy Butler, and we mm-hmm. we already know like and, his past. And Jimmy and loves I, him too. Yeah, like he he's not afraid, which is what I love about him so much. Like I thought, 
I remember he was one of my favorite players come out of high school and he was like so like he had that attitude like he had that swagger like he he knew he was the best guy on the court and then even when he got to Kentucky I he didn't really have a great he was very overshadowed by mm-hmm. by RJ Barrett and and Zion and um Jean Morant like he was definitely um not one of the guys like top guys coming into the draft but he was very low key mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. uh, uh, even though his skill set was great and then he's yeah, and then uh, I remember him some, during summer league. Um, just had no conscience. Like he, he, he just he had Steph Curry shooting confidence. He mm-hmm. feel like if he pulled up from anywhere, he can mm-hmm. make it. And he and he has been making. And it. he's only a rookie. And yeah. like everything, once rookies start getting more built and get adjusted to the league, mm-hmm. um, I feel like he's gonna be one of the top shooters in the league. Yeah. So um, I'm excited for him. He, he's one of my favorite guys for sure. But back to John Morant. Um, <laughs> Yeah, John Morant is um, playing really well, um, playing better than we expected. He's, and it's crazy because Memphis is kind of just hand. They once, I mean, they knew when he was on the board at two, like they're gonna hand the keys over to him. Mm-hmm. Like here's Jaron Jackson. Here's a couple more other, you know, young, Mike young, Conley yeah. for you, Here, for you to get drafted. Yeah, here's for other guys. We're gonna add. We're gonna try to build around you, and like this is your team now. So. Um, he's accepted the role, um, full heartedly, um, and he's producing and I mean, the Grizzlies weren't looked at to be, um, in the top half of the West anyway, this year, like they were probably going to be seen as like the bottom three or four teams in the West. Um, maybe even in the league. Cause obviously getting that chemistry with the rest of your teammates as a young rookie, as especially as a point guard, like it's going to take time, but he, a lot of guys have a lot of confidence in in him and um the only one thing i'm scared with him is that he's gonna get injured the way he kind of gets to the paint and he's had some pretty scary falls um kind of like reckless abandon but i maybe that's just the rookie mentality um that he wants to prove something but uh once he learns after a couple years where to pick his spots and um just kind of control the tempo of the game like how most point guard like he is kind of a throwback point guard but um once he improves his shot and kind of picks his spots i feel like he's going to be incredible i feel like once memphis uh once they start building around him they find the right pieces mm-hmm. they get a veteran that can um help him mush mm-hmm. mush his game even better he needs another like three and d yeah. guy in the wing i feel like if andre was going to be playing with memphis grizzlies mm-hmm. i feel like that would be a perfect i mean it, or just like being on the bench with him yeah being on the bench because uh john Morano has always had that confidence to be honest when he when he first blew out the scene in college um and then he didn't even play summer league right so i had my no. doubt I, yeah. I had my doubts on him he would um he would be, he would be super confident even outside of basketball on social media too yeah so i didn't really expect much about him but after seeing him play the way he handles himself on the court, um, the way he shows up on big games, um, facing other big name superstars or big name point guards, he's he showed up, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I I have him as rookie of the year. Yeah, I or mid season rookie of the year. <clears throat> yeah, anything I mean, can anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything. Like some of these, like he could hit the rookie wall, yeah. the rookie wall, and someone can like take that from him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean he's been probably, I mean he's been the best rookie by far um mm-hmm. these first half of the season. Um moving on to most improved player. 
Um, I have Devontae Graham. Um, the other person I would have chosen is probably Pascal Siakam. Um, Devontae Graham just, uh, I mean, when I first heard his name, like being, um, talked about earlier in the season, I was like, yeah, it's cool, but it's just, it's just Devontae Graham. No disrespect to Devontae Graham, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I just thought he was one of those guys that was just getting hot for a little bit, but I don't know if he still is, but he, at one point he was second behind Harden in most threes made in the league. Um, which is insane. I mean, part of that has to do with Curry and Clay not being, <laughs> not, yeah, not, playing. Clay not playing. Um, but also just he's shooting the lights out. Um, and he's in a good situation to do it, especially on the on the Hornets. Too. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging nineteen, uh, almost eight assists, almost four rebounds. Uh, his field goal percentage is thirty eight. But he's shooting thirty nine percent from three. That's good. Um, That's still a good average. Mm-hmm. And, what percentage? Um, I mean, I mean, just playing super well. Um, coming out of Kansas as an older rookie last year, mm-hmm. um, showing what he can do. I mean, he went from five points a game last year to now he's averaging 90, 19, 90, 19. Um, that does have to do with uh, opportunity, yeah. um, of course. But um, I mean, making the most of his opportunity, and, and like, they had they had to sign. Uh, they signed Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. I thought he was gonna be a uh, popping out this year. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if his stats uh, show it, but I mean, he hasn't been showing up in anything recently. It's all about Devontae. It is Graham. about Devontae. It's all about yeah. Devontae he's, Graham. He's been clutch for them too. When you think about the Hornets now, it's Devontae Graham this this season. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think that, I mean, as good as Devontae Graham's this season, I think Siakam just. I yeah, for, for I, I think improved. it's pretty close. Yeah, um, the way his usage rate is, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Kawhi leaving, mm-hmm. uh, the way he can score around the basket, it's almost yeah. like Giannis, like because of his length. He's mastered like that little spin move and that, that, yep. that post spin move. Spin left, spin um, right. Mm-hmm. His mid range is getting it got a lot better. Yeah, he, he has, can definitely work on three point. He has touch. Um, Defensively, he's everywhere. He's he can be the defensive leader. Um, so I just feel like his he's accepting the role now, especially with Kyle Lowry being injured, mm-hmm. uh, injury prone, and then they, um, yeah, I just feel like uh, he he can be the most improved player. Yeah, I mean, and, but he, he's injured right now. Yeah, he is injured right now. Um, but it's crazy, like <laughs> Pascal Siakam. I mean, he's carrying over like what he did like in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like he was very big for them. Um, he had a one of the games. He had a great finals game. I forgot which one. I, I think, think it was, was game. F- Five, game five. He, uh, in Oracle. Um, game six. Game. Or was it game three? Was it game five? Was in Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Game four, I think, because it was a must. It was a must win for the Warriors. Game yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they lost game six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's averaging twenty five, eight, and almost four, and almost four assists. He's shooting almost forty six percent from the field. He's shooting thirty nine percent from three, which is way better than league average um 81 from the line um it's pr i don't really like pr but his pr yeah. is 19 is it's okay um but just just the rise that he's had and just taking it up on his shoulders like after Kawhi left and they're fourth in the east and that's crazy i mean you you might have just convinced me to choose pascal instead <laughs> honestly i mean he's probably gonna, he's gonna be an all-star 
he should be an all-star. He should be an all-star. Um, yeah. Look, 23, his last three games before um, he got injured was 23, 24, 26, 20. That usage rate is insane. Mm-hmm. And he's shooting efficiently also. Yeah. Um, 26, 33, 30 points. The rebounds, assists will always be there. Um, blocks. Yeah. It, like, and that too, like he can be a monster on defense. His length, his um, his physicality. Um, his his like lateral quickness quickness is all there, mm-hmm. and he has all the tools. I think that's what he was looked at to be like when he was when he first got into the league. Like, oh, he can he can switch, um, on guys. He could guard guards. He could guard forwards. Um, he guard maybe some guys in the post, but with the offensive abilities, like if um, he can if he can shoot a little bit better, yeah, insane. Mm-hmm. If he could really like really be a threat from three. I mean, he is like percentage wise, he percentage, is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he's had a, a tremendous season. Um, moving on to six man, um, I had Montrez Harrell. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that his minutes per game is like a starter, is almost like a starter. It's like twenty. I think it's like twenty five around that around that. Um, but he does come off the bench, so he does count. I mean, that's the same thing like Lou Will. <laughs> yeah, him pad, and Lou Will. I mean, that everyone's talking about like their pick and roll is insane. Um, he's averaging 19 points, seven boards. I mean, two assists, whatever. Um, a lot of his points are dunks and layups, but um, he adds so much to that team. I feel like when he's in, um, it's so much energy. He has that grit um, that mm-hmm. the Clippers have now, especially with. Him, well, it's always been him and Beverly, but mm-hmm. Montrezl Harrell, um, his offensive, the way he he's super smart in the pick and roll, yeah, and he knows how to roll, especially mm-hmm. with personnel around mm-hmm. him. And he's a great decision maker. Yeah, too. and he and he's he's accepting the role. I feel like in his caliber, he can be a starter on any team. Yeah, no, so he, any team would love to have a start, uh, him as as starting four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, his energy on on the court, his defense, um. He's averaging almost two blocks. Um, he's averaging a steal um, per 100 possessions. Um, he's actually averaging 31 points per 100 possessions, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and some guy that was in the CP3 trade who was just kind of like a fill-in like for cap space, and he turned out to be um, probably like the fourth best guy on the Clippers. I wish I wish the Warriors drafted him. Yeah, he, he we were close. He, he, yeah, we were he was close. super close. I think it Set was up. him or Looney. Yeah, it was early second round. He was still on the block. Yeah, I, and I, I was, remember watching the draft and wanting, like, I want Montrezl yeah, Harrell off this. I was yeah. thinking he would be such a great... great with Draymond. With Draymond, yeah, because they're, I, bo- it, they're it, both gritty. Now yeah. he's, unfortunately, well... He's still he he's still on the bench with uh, the Clippers, but mm-hmm. like you said, it's a better role for him, um, yeah. especially with the way their team is constructed. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, who was your sixth man of the year? I got Derrick Rose. Yeah, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, man. Um, uh, it's so I'm so glad now he's uh, he's playing well. Um, I think yeah. he's only been injured. Uh, once or twice this season. He's 30, played. He's 32 played thirty two games. Yeah, thirty two yeah. games. Thirty two games. What else? He's averaging seventeen points per game. Five, uh, six assists, two rebounds. He's shooting forty eight percent, thirty three, thirty three percent from threes. Is it's around the average. Is okay. Yeah. Is around the average. But the last 
couple of ga- the last few games, 24, 28, 22, he's shooting shooting uh efficiently mm-hmm. and he's giving he's giving life to Detroit the way um because Derrick Rose will always be a household name in the NBA. Right. So he's giving he's giving Detroit um something to look forward to mm-hmm. to play. I mean, they're only three games out from yeah. the eight seed. I mean, yeah. I mean, per he's 31. Um, kind of a revelation last year. He had that 50-point game on, on the Timberwolves. Um, per, 30, per 36 minutes, he's he's averaging 25 points. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with Blake, assists, Blake almost uh, ending, almost having season-ending cert or injury. Yeah, I mean, he is a bright spot. He had that crazy, he had that like really smooth game winner Oof. that was like from like that spin pull up. Mm-hmm. Um, from the elbow, um, it looks like he's he's just he knows that he uh, evolved his game. Like, there, I remember that point where he was on Cleveland. He was talking about how he, he was like depressed, and mm-hmm. I remember um, he had he, to sit out a few games. He could never like, it, I mean, it hurts like to to be mm-hmm. one of the top guys and just have those brutal injuries. Like, everyone was always feeling for him those those years he was out, and mm-hmm. he could never really. He had that one bank game winner against Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2015. The iconic um, stare. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he like you said, he was a, yeah, a big icon and he was the youngest MVP ever. Um, and he just got a um, he got the invitation to the Skills Challenge in yeah, the All Star. Um, so yeah, super happy for him. So I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was gonna like like I said, if I was able to pick uh, most in, what was it most most improved? No. Yeah. Most improved. Most yeah. improved. Derrick Rose. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Six no, man. No, no, yeah, six man. Yeah. It'd be uh be Derrick Rose. Yeah. Um, I'm not complaining if he wins that either. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be great. Um, my coach of the year was uh, Eric Spolstra. Um, I was I was uh, thinking about coach of the year is kind of hard because usually you just want to give it to like the best the best team. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think Budenholzer deserved the award. I mean, even though like the Bucks are killing it. Um, having the MVP on your team is, I know, I know Steve Kerr won coach of the year sometimes, um, when there was like super, when the Warriors were really good. Um, but I thought that Eric Spolstra kind of deserved it. I mean, he's always been a great coach. Like I, I feel like he's been an underrated this whole deck, I guess this past decade. Mm -hmm. Um, no one really knew who he was when he was coaching LeBron and everyone kind of thought like usually LeBron coaches are just kind of like. His puppets. They're just know? there. Yeah. Because LeBron there. Like, is just Ty, that smart yeah. to be a player, player Ty coach. Lue, um Frank, not, not, well, Frank Vogel now. Um, but David Blatt, you know, David like, Blatt. like Mike Brown, <laughs> like all these guys that coach LeBron, like we're just kind of just there. There, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like Giannis has accepted uh, Mike Budenholzer's yeah. uh, role as coach because mm-hmm. you see him um, making the adjustments and whatnot yeah um but like yeah, you said I th- it's, it's kind of easy for 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 to hand out especially if you have a caliber player yeah. like Giannis. yeah so the reason why i chose Eric Spol- well he is underrated i think like even when the when lebron left he still took a hold of that team and kind of led them to the playoffs and just him and pat riley how they work together um is just really great holding the heat to like a such a high standard um they are third in the East. Um, just getting an, a completely new team with um, Jimmy Butler. Um, not completely new, but adding Jimmy Butler of you know his um, his attention that he brings 
And, and he's improved also. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a fan of his uh, his antics off the off the floor, but yeah. he's just he's a really good player. He knows mm-hmm. how to uh, slow down. He knows how to slow down the game when it needs to be. He knows right. how to his shooting has improved. So I feel like it was a it's a great addition for Eric Spolstra. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it is coaching him over the over the years uh, in the past, but he Eric Spolstra seems like he's grabbed. Um, his hand and he's yeah. able he's able to mush it, mush him into the lineup. Yeah, I mean that year where um the Heat like had that crazy second half of the season, they finished like five hundred. I remember like they were gonna it looked like they were just tanking, but they, they ended up like getting five hundred and um I don't know, he just has like these guys on the court that are typical like role bench players. But um Bam. His yeah, his system and he's yeah, Bam, like Probably one of the most improved players too, but stats uh, stats wise not there yet. But like his just his role on the court has has blossomed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think he's coach of the year just because um, Miami just been a really solid team. Um, the rookies like getting them to produce, trusting them. Um, Brad Stevens is up there, but I think he has a lot of talent to work with. And my other one was Nick Nurse. Um, to lead Toronto and to come back as still as a top four seed is, um, pretty insane. Yeah. Um, especially with Kawhi leaving too. Um, I I I think Brad Stevens uh, is up there for Coach of the Year because of the way um everything es- uh escalated after mm-hmm. Kyrie left. Um, I feel like that team was. I mean, the addition of Kemba Walker was also good too because he's a high caliber player. Yeah. Um, but with the personnel they have over the past couple of years, uh, they still have Jalen Brown. Um, he was, um, well, he was the he got his contract. Uh, Jason Tatum is mm-hmm. a is up and coming bona fide superstar in the league. Um, and then to be able to mush that in, also Gordon Hayward still trying to find. I feel like Gordon Hayward still trying to find. Yeah. his his role on that team mm-hmm. and of course he already had that connection with Brad Stevens in college yeah. too um yeah they have a lot of talent but um he was able still to mush it together over the season they're second they're second in the east mm-hmm. um they're not f- super far behind especially with the heat too five games back um but yeah i think um it's either Brad Stevens or Eric Spoelstra run, are running that uh coach of the year yeah i just yeah also i just didn't think any of the other coaches um on the west really deserved it frank vogel yes but you have lebron and ad um mike malone mike malone is a yeah. good coach he's I, a great coach he's a super good coach i like him uh um, d'antoni i mean uh, his system is i mean yeah d'antoni's i don't think d'antoni should win that one on the west um okay see yeah, okay, see, yeah, Billy Donovan actually, it's interesting now, without Westbrook, he actually can have a normal system that, that he's true. placed in. Um, Ball movement. Yeah, and he's playing, like, three-guard lineups with, like, Dennis Schroeder and CP3 and, like, Shea. Shea's a really good And it's working out really well for him. Um, yeah, I, I just I just thought Eric Swalshore and Nick Nurse really deserved it more. Um but we'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah. By the end of the year, who's th- going to... Yeah, I think out gonna... of all the awards, um, 
that we chose. I think Coach of the Year, well, that was the one, that was the one shaky one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But those are our awards. Um, if this stays to be true, Giannis, AD, John Morant, either Devonta Graham or Pascal Siakam, Harrell, or Derrick Rose, Derek and Rose, then yeah. Eric Spolster, like Brad Stevens or something like that, like I would not be opposed to that at all. Um, so those are my, our awards. Um, we're going to quickly go through our first team, second team, third team. First team is pretty easy. Um, second team, third team was pretty hard only because um, some of these guys hasn't been playing the full season. Some guys missed like 10, 5, 10 games maybe. Um, so it's kind of hard to dictate. And there's a lot of new guys that are like popping off. And um, um, I mean, my first team was Luca Harden at the guards, LeBron Giannis at the forwards, and at the center I have Anthony Davis. I think that's pretty... That's pretty obvious. That was. Do you have any disagreements on that one? No, nah, I mean, that, you hit it right in the spot. Luca is his second his second year in the league. The way he's scoring, he's rebounding, he's dishing out assists to his teammates, his presence on the floor. He's a big guard, yeah, too. Yeah, he just makes everyone better. Yeah, and James Harden. James Harden will always uh, always get his points. He always get his, 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 uh, his rebounds and assists. Yeah, and he's and he's still doing this with Russell Westbrook. I yeah. thought uh, he was gonna take a little bit of a, a setback, but I just knew James Harden mentality. He was gonna still be, yeah. still be he's the still always guy him, in that yeah. team. Um, I mean, all all these guys on first team should be um, top five MVP MVP voting voting. Yeah. I don't think anyone else. Maybe Siakam deserves to be up there, um, but he's missed some games, so we'll see. Um, Anthony Davis just got injured, so. Um, X-rays t- turn out negative, so that's good. Yeah. But um, hopefully, he he I don't think he's gonna miss too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, my second team is is <laughs> second team. Third team was pretty hard for me. Some of these guys are pretty interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I may have left out some guys too, but uh, my second team was Lillard, Westbrook, at the guards. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not feeling too great about it. Um, I got Damian Lillard and Trey Young at the one okay. and two. Trey okay. Young. I mean, Atlanta Hawks aren't yeah, I mean, doing so well. Yeah, but his but indi- individual, like, his stats are, he's, I mean, he's, he's growing as he's a player. He's a young, it feels like a young Curry. Yeah. In the making, the way he's shooting from super far. I didn't want to say it, but he does the, look like a young Curry. <laughs> um, just the way his confidence, the way he's pulling up. And his rise as a second year um, has been um, unexpected, to say the least. Uh, like, I didn't, I was a really huge doubter of him. Trey Young. Um, yeah. I mean, his size, um, the way he kind of like um, simmered off like in his college, in his first year in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. like he, he started out great. He was like um, playing really well. And then later the season, he didn't really, his name wasn't really been talked about. Last year, his first, the first, uh, First half of the season, he was he wasn't He's doing so well. Yeah, then and, and then, then he, second season, yeah, yeah second half he come started, hard, and yeah. now he's continuing it. I guess, yeah, which is good. It's not calculating to wins, mm-hmm. like yeah. I feel like that's the most important now. Yeah, but I think he deserves, especially with his stats. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the main guy there, which is yeah, which is why I had him on third team instead, mm-hmm. um, because I think the first and second team should be like those best guys on those best teams, like the guys that are making that the most um, impact. Even though Lillard, I mean, their team is like what the Blazers are like 10th in the West. I yeah. Think. Um, not I, looking good, but they are like a game or two behind mm-hmm. and they could easily catch up. And they had a pretty slow start without, Nur- I mean, without no Nurkic. So it kind of hard to, um, 
adjust to that. Um, but I mean, he he's always gonna be one of the top guards. Mm-hmm. And then at the forwards, I have Jimmy Butler and Pascal Siakam. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that too. Okay, especially cool. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um, and my center was Jokic. Jokic. I was gonna pick. Yeah, it was either Jokic or Drummond. Okay. Because Drummond, I mean, he's just a he's a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. and defensive, uh, get the defensive rebounds, but also, uh, he's just a threat around the basket. Um, yeah, I'd either be Jokic or Drummond. Joel Embiid. I was, Joel Embiid is having he's having an okay year. Yeah, I uh, feel like he's it, on even, he's on my third team because of stats and yeah. I was gonna and how don't. and how good um the Sixers are, which isn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sixers are kind of just having, yeah. I, I have built both. I have Simmons and Embiid on third team. So I've on my third team. I have Simmons and Young as my guards. I have Sabonis and Kawhi as Ooh. my forwards. Oh, I would actually I would have Kawhi on my second team to be honest. Really? Yeah, I would have Jimmy and Kawhi instead of uh Jimmy and Siakam. I'd have Jimmy and yeah. Kawhi. What I was thinking is just like these guys that are forwards and guards are. I mean, it's hard to place them because I could have. I was originally thinking Kawhi and second team as a forward with Siakam with Jimmy Butler as the guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I went back to third team, having Westbrook and Trey Young as my third team guards just didn't seem. Because I was leaving out Ben Simmons, and then, but I also wanted to put Sabonis. So I was just like, uh, this was, it was super hard for me. I would um, have, uh, on my third team, I would have um, Bradley Beal and okay. Devin Booker as yeah. my one and two for third team. Mm-hmm. So I would have that. And then I had Siakam as my mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, the thing is, that the, the third team has the biggest range to like mm-hmm. have a huge change. Um yeah, like there are guys that are playing really well now, like Brandon Ingram. Um, I was thinking even like CP3. Like, um, some of the guys are just like coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm thinking about the first half of the season, I think these guys are just like the most safe. I just went with like the most safe picks mm-hmm. um, for this first half. Like, yes, Devin Booker, I would have loved to put him on here, but um, his. He was playing. I mean, he's playing great, but mm-hmm. and they start off pretty hot. But they, yeah, they're, they're, they're the yeah. hottest team yeah. coming out of the season. There's still a couple of games behind. I mean, that West team. Like, there's what six, seven. There might even be like seven teams. Yeah, the Spurs six, are six or seven teams that are they're they're right for that eighth spot. The Spurs are what fifteen and twenty in the eighth spot. Yeah, so it's it's, not it's wide. Good. It's yeah. super, it's wide, super open wide open, open. It's and that's is. what is expected this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are our all NBA teams. Um, definitely, definitely room to change. Like, I think first team is locked. Yeah, I, first I think on um, barring like some crazy injury from mm-hmm. one of these guys, I think it's locked. Um, because those are our top five uh, MVP guys right now. Um, yeah, so those are our awards. Um, we're gonna skip on all rookie and defensive teams because that's a little hard, and this hard, and yeah. this uh podcast would have been really long. Um. Just to close out, let's just talk about this playoff picture. So, um, there was those reports about like the um, the midseason tournament and like the the fighting, playing for seeds. Yeah, I don't really. I, I I was looking into it, especially with like the play in tournaments also, and then they were gonna reseed the one and four. I don't yeah. know how I don't know how is that 
gonna go um, i didn't read into it either i know the report came out yesterday yeah. from Woj, um but i didn't read too much into it um basically uh what they're thinking is just making a mid-season mid-season tournament so that um to make the regular season more so, interesting and just have more weight to it so like they would play a mid-season or maybe a tournament later in the year to where you play for seeding um I don't quote me on this, but it is. And it players is, were going to get paid too. Yeah, if they and like won. some, some, yeah, some. There was some like financial um, incentive to mm-hmm. do it too. Um, maybe like win draft picks or something like that. Mm. But um, also it, it, load it, management yeah, too. Yeah, it all seems like um, it is still a lot in the works, and there's still a, a lot to be voting to be done, and like um, changing of the rules and whatnot. But. It is interesting. I don't know how to feel about it right now because it just, I mean, obviously implementing new rules is always It's really a different weird. change, yeah. Yeah, especially like the coaches' challenges here, which has kind of been kind of a mess, honestly. Yeah, I feel like that, I mean, it's only the first year they implemented yeah, very, it, too, so. Yeah, I think they're. Once they have the meeting towards the end of the year, yeah. they can always try to make it better. I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if it's going to be in the playoffs. Like I think it's just kind of a trial thing for regular season. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent. Because I one. would not like that to be in the playoffs. Because because yeah, that could I be hu- it, that yeah. could be huge. That could change. It can change a lot a of whole position. series. But then again, it can also help. Right. It can also help see a different perspective. If yeah. The referee did call something that's super big at, towards the beginning or not beginning of the game, late at the game too. Yeah. Um, I just, it's, it would just be weird to like, think about like Western Commons finals game six mm -hmm. and it's like the Lakers and the Clippers or something like that. Mm. And it's like the last two minutes of a game and a call or like a no call. There's like a no call and they challenge Challenge it or I just wouldn't want that to be, you know, a deciding factor, but that's just like. It's kind not of like, polished. That's yeah. That's kind of like the little like basketball purist in me. Like even with NFL, like the the pass interference challenges, like mm-hmm. they it, it hasn't been going well for this season too. Um, so we'll just see. Um, I I also don't like a lot of stoppages in a game. Um, like I get like replays for like out of bounds mm-hmm. and um, sometimes they take super long just for yeah. an easy easy. An easy easy call. call, yeah, yeah, just to look at it. Um, Sakakis so can just just tell them like if it's in or if it's yeah. out of someone they or something. Make, like, yeah, they want to make sure. They I just get take that. that. But um, yeah, I get the replays for like um, like foot on the lines and yeah. um, out of bounds. I get that, but um, to review a foul, like maybe even a, I mean they do review for flagrance, um, but. To review like a common foul is kind of tough. Yeah, and I tough, and, yeah. and I know like there there are games where, um, calls there are a lot of no calls, especially in the playoffs too. There are a lot of no calls at the end of the game, but um, that's just how basketball is. Like, um, they're they're not gonna let unless it's a pretty obvious call. They're not gonna let a call decide mm-hmm. a game, and that's just how it is. I feel like that's just what we grew up with, and um, I'd like to keep it that way. But if if they do find a way to make it a lot more efficient and easier to tell what if cuz like much I'm hoping they will cuz um the ju- calling fouls are very much judgment they're very subjective like i may think that 
um, a little swipe on the wrist is is a touch foul, but there are some guys like, no, like, let's play on. Mm-hmm. And if that, like, a small region foul decides, like, free throws or decides, like, a swing, the swing of the score for, like, a really crucial game, like, I don't know how I feel about that. But, you know, it, it is a work in progress, so mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, so right now, yeah, the, the playoff picture um, still obviously still a full half season mm-hmm. to be um to be played um but who are your teams that kind of like you think are just like super solid super solid of just course like, i lo- got just like locks the locks on the east side i got the bucks the celtics um i still want to see a little bit of the heat uh in the second half but uh-huh. i definitely think the bucks and celtics will be the dominant force yeah. Um, Toronto, I feel like once they get fully healthy, because what they got Siakam out, they got Marcus Sol out, uh, Kyle Lowry is in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like um, uh, those are a top three. Uh, Sixers, um, they're not playing their best the s- brand of basketball. The Sixers are the team. I agree with you with everything that you said. Yeah. Um, the Sixers are the one team where. I hate as much as I really like them. I like their team. I like their players. The one thing I'm, they they just seem like I mean this year and last they just feel like, I feel like they're having the same exact year. Yeah, like they they're, they're not evolving. They're not kind of improving. It just seems like, they're Brett Brown is kind of, they're just going they're through the cruising. Mo- yeah, they're yeah, kind they're of just cruising. cruising. They're not kind of improving at all. Um, especially with the way they ended last season, I feel yeah. like you thought they would make a. They, I they thought they would make a huge impact. I predicted they would be the number one seed in the East. Yeah. Um, I mean Ben Simmons, all those footages of shooting threes. Yeah, I'm tired I mean, of it. Yeah, I mean he. I'm tired of it. At now. the end of the day, man, he needs if they. It's not all on him, like making jump shots and whatnot, because he can take over the game even without. No, he could be dominant yeah. on on um that's on other how, facets of the game. That's how he good he is, but he's su- he's super liability in the perimeter and especially on the offense. Um, they don't have a lot of re- yeah. reliable shooters. I know Tobias Harris can shoot and yeah. Josh Richardson, but I wouldn't say they're like knockdown three point shooters like Redick or something like that, yeah. like they had before. They let go of Shaman in that trade last year. Yeah, he's who, a sharp shooter. Who turned out to be a great shooter yeah, for the Clippers. Good, yeah. Um, I thought their big lineup would be really good for them Mm -hmm. but it turns out they're just it it just seems like it's too slow i it's almost coming to a point where i think Embiid and simmons should split up yeah that's a whole i mean that's a whole different that's that's a a whole different topic but i I, I see i I agree with you i I think i I went into the season like if it doesn't work again like they need to make the eastern conference finals yeah to their east they're championship worthy their lineup is championship worthy it is um but it's just not meshing. I don't know if they need a new coach. They need. A, I, th- I think it has to come to that, yeah. or they need to split those up. Those yeah, two I mean, guys up. That's a whole, that's a whole different conversation for like, that one. Sometimes I get really frustrated watching Sixers yeah. games. I can't. I, sometimes I can't watch it because like because there's that they have so many good players around them. It's yeah. like you. I feel like they should be dominating the East next to the Bucks. Yeah, or even better than that. yeah. I thought they yeah. should be better. Um, they have better players. I guess um, that's one of the disappointments yeah. of. Yeah, I th- I think the, the Sixers season. have been pretty disappointing. I mean, twenty four and uh, fourteen. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's but. just you. I they had high expectations coming into the year, and I mm-hmm. I think they're not fulfilling those expectations. Um, 
Yeah. On the Western side, I got the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Rockets um, going, for, of course, super far. Uh, they're the probably the most solid. Denver Nuggets. Um, they still have the same questions yeah, they, they had last the year. The same thing. I think they're like the... They're, they're not like the Sixers, but they're just staying the same mm-hmm. throughout the years. They're good in regu- yeah. regular season. They're, they're, I, regular, I just, they're I, a regular season team. I mean, they, they first time they made the playoffs last year, they made it to the East semis, but... They had trouble with the Blazers. Yeah, they well, they, they were taken to seven by the Spurs. Oh, you know, I think that and was... Then, was and then, they, well, they also went to seven against the Blazers, too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. lost at home on yeah. that last game because CJ McCollum went off. Yeah. Um, But... I mean, I thought that series was good for them to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like Jokic was not in shape coming into the season. Um, no. Mike Malone is a great coach, and they have good young players. I just they have a lot of guards, and it, yeah, if Michael Porter Jr. can really be something, um, he has shown he could be pretty mm-hmm. solid. He had that career high. I think the past couple, the like past 20, couple yeah. weeks, he's been playing. He had like twenty five. Yeah. yeah, he. I mean, he's got an opportunity with the injuries that they have. What's his? What was his injury? His back, right? His back. Oof. His back. Yeah. Um. So we just it. It would just be a nice sign to see him like fluid on the mm-hmm. court. That would just be the best for the eye test on him. Yeah, he's athletic. He's an athletic uh, three. He's tall, just mm-hmm. like, K, uh, like Katie and all of them as mm-hmm. a forward. Um. Yeah, I just feel like Denver is. They're not a solid one yet. Yeah. Um. Uh, give me um a. A sleeper, a sneaky team in each of the conference. Each of the Just conference, one team. I got the, I got the Pacers. Uh huh. I agree. Especially with all of, if Oladipo and Malcolm Brogdon, they can stay healthy, and then Miles Turner, um, I feel like if Miles Turner can at least blossom a little bit, oh, and they have Sabonis too. Yeah, Sabonis is, he, I mean, he's a really good player for them. Um, I feel like they can be a sleeper team once they hit a stride. Um and for the West I got the Dallas Mavs. Do they do they fit into that category? A I, I have I have the Thunder. The Thunder. Yeah. Interesting. I think the Thunder have. Um, I don't think they have. I, the, I, I just the think they depth. just. I, yeah, I don't think they have depth, but I think their their top guys can kind of maybe make an up, upset in the in the like. If the Thunder end up playing like the Rockets, maybe. Actually, no. I, I feel like um with with the Mavs. I just think they're just playing better than we thought they would play. That's true, yeah. yeah. That, that that's super Which true. is why I think they will make the playoffs. I think they'll stay at that seventh seed. Twenty I feel I feel like they're they're gonna make the playoffs, no yeah. doubt. Um Yeah, I I just think the Mavs, especially with Luca Luca and, and they Chris just, They just need KP to get Better. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he's he, been he's been having like a a good, okay a good year, season, yeah. a good season. Okay I mean, he's coming back yeah. from injury, but yeah. um, I feel like he, he, he can he could them. be great alongside Luca. I think that that tandem can be really great. I feel like they can put a series with the Rockets and the Clippers. To be on, well, the Clippers, they're they're they. Sh- I feel like they should be number one. Yeah, but the Lakers are just. I mean, playing, they're taking they're day, they they're taking days off. Yeah, they're taking their players are taking days uh, off. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how this playoff picture goes. Yeah. Um, this has been fun. Thanks for joining me today. Um, and you want to plug anything before you? Go? <laughs> I plug anything. Um, shoot. I mean, Twitch TV KBATM. 
uh, Monday through Friday. I stream at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I stream. Actually, I'm, I'm on that stream too. Huh? Um, sometimes I'm in the games. Obey, obey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I play 2K, yeah. uh, Fortnite, been doing variety games. But if you want to check me out, just hit 1K followers. Yep. Before the end of the year, nice. so that's my uh, that's my plug for the for the podcast. All right, cool. Um, well, this has been fun. Um, thanks for joining me. I'll have you go on sometime soon. Um, I'll hit you up. Let's but, get a duo together. Yeah, with, I know. Uh, another person. Yeah, no, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but for now, this has been episode 17 of the Dishes and Dimes podcast. See you later, everyone.